time for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on TogiNet. So, have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Why they keep doing that? Want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wondered, how do I tell my partner or kids about things? Then this is your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator, an international best-selling author, and not only will Lou and her guests discuss the most current research, they will put you at the head of the class on good, solid, scientifically-based information and how it will impact you and your family. Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships sans the sleaze factor while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. And now here's your host, Lou Paget. Good afternoon, everyone. And, you know, normally I don't want to have go on and have carry on conversations about people misbehaving badly. But I think this, the Harvey Weinstein thing has just become so huge and so all pervasive that I am going to throw my two cents into the ring. First, let me do the disclaimer. I don't know the man. I don't know any of the, I do know some of the people involved, but I don't know their stories from them directly. And I also have never treated him. However, I do live in Los Angeles. And the ubiquitous land of the, you know, casting couch, they're not joking. Um, A number of my female friends and gay friends who are, you know, acting and in the business have been approached or have been harassed. And, you know, it's, it's no joking matter at any time, whomever you are. And what, I, I mean, I want to look at this as what are some of the solutions that we can look at and come out of this and not just have it again be something that gets buried there's going to be a lot of fallout for a lot of people. And the main reason that people don't say anything is someone is in charge of their mortgage payment, their kid's security, their job. And so I, was, I started looking at, you know, when they talk about someone being a profiler. So I thought, okay, I'm going to look at this as the profile of, someone who is sexually inappropriate and does so constantly. Now, this is a three-decade-long thing that he's been doing. So let's look at the facts here. At the time, he was someone who was in power, and he's also, then he became very wealthy. He has an inordinately bad temper. So if someone doesn't do what they want, and Nathan Lane, who was at a Hillary Clinton event apparently 17 years ago, was there and Weinstein literally said to him, you know, threw him up against a wall and said, I'm going to bury you. You'll never work in this town again. And Nathan Lane was like, 
I don't give a shit. I don't, I don't work in movies. But that's the type of attitude that Weinstein had. And I'm telling you, lots of people knew it. Lots of people knew it. So now I'll add to it that this is a man who is not attractive. That is one of the pivotal things that I think comes into play here is that before he, you know, now we can demand what was withheld from him before, which is women's attention and women being intimate with him. I, I, I don't know all the details of what other these, you know, these other women had said, but it was that, you know, they wanted him to watch him shower or give him massages or watch him masturbate. So it wasn't, you know, let you know, sex um, as much as I want you to appreciate who I am as a sexual male or a male body. And I have to tell you, the when men are very wealthy and in power of you know positions of power, they actually do think that this is a the world is a different world for them. And all you have to do is look at someone like Tiger Woods when he was doing the things when he was fooling around on his wife. There were lots of people who knew he was doing it because this is a man whose whole world has people constantly doing things for him. Lance Armstrong, the same thing. When he was fooling around on his wife, his first wife, everybody knew that he was. And people knew, you know, that he was doing, you know, the, the illegal, you know, drugs, the, you know, performance-enhancing drugs. People who rode bikes, who I know who ride bikes, you know, competitively here, not on a world-class level, but their comment was there's no way he could be doing this without having enhancing drugs, period. So the thing that happens is people get shut down and they're made to be quiet because... Someone's income, someone's career is totally connected to someone, that person who is misbehaving. And I saw it when I was in university and I was in the sciences, uh, the sciences, and there was a lab next door and there was a full professor and he would hit on every single grad female that was in his lab. It was disgusting. And interestingly enough, the thing that kept these women, you know, they, some of them just basically, they asked to be transferred to uh, another professor. Now, this guy had a lot more publishing credentials and all of that stuff, but they were not going to be in his lab, period. And I, I know one woman who at the time was married, was one of his grad students, and was carrying on an affair with him. But that was also because she wasn't a great student. And this was something that was for her benefit. But so here we have, this is blowing things wide open, here in Europe, in, you know, in Los Angeles, all across, you know, the whole film industry, into New York, and what is also happening is the people who wouldn't come forward 
and talk about it. So there's going to be a, a lot of fallout from this. And, you know, so they fired Harvey Weinstein. Well, that didn't take away three decades of him behaving badly. Now, is his behavior compulsive or is it completely ego-driven? Or is it, and I'm not going to say he's a sex addict because truly that is not an accurate term. There is no such thing as sex addiction. Sex compulsivity, absolutely. Sex impulsivity, absolutely. But what we have here is, in my mind, a recipe for disaster that this man could get away with it, had gotten away with it for decades. And now there's, you know, they're talking about who was this so-called executive from Italy for Miramax. And it turns out the story that Matt Damon and Russell Crowe helped to get killed 13 years ago, which was exactly a similar, which was an identical story, was Weinstein um, harassing someone and then someone getting, you know, the woman getting paid off. And the Italian guy was apparently more known, knew nothing about film, was more known, his name is Fabrizio Lombardo, was more known for bringing and, and coordinating uh, parties with uh, Russian, you know, prostitutes. Well, that's nice. But, you know, here in Los Angeles, there are many people who are willing to do a lot of things in order to further themselves in a career. And they will prey on those who they feel are the most vulnerable. So whether it is children or young actors wanting to get a break. And the real thing that happens is that, and, and it, it, the music industry is the same. You know, Keisha is, you know, in the fight with Dr. Luke, and Dr. Luke keeps trying to say that he hasn't done anything. You know, <laughs> there is this old expression, you know when there's smoke, there might be something going on, right? And he's, she's not the only one who came forward and talked about him, but she finally did it when she had enough of her own power base to support her. So I, what I want to talk about in this show is for people who have had this happen or are having it happen, what can you do? What are the things that can get you out of them? And also, there's, there really is a, you know, a decided shift in things when there's numbers of people who go, oh, no, 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 no. This, we now know about this. It can't go under the rug any longer. And when I've had things like that, happened to me, it is uh, both my twin sister and I have both, there's certain behaviors and things that we are always aware of and we make sure not to, you know, and here's the thing that they will try and do is focus their attention on you so you're thinking, oh, I'm so incredibly special. Yeah, until they get what they want. But we're coming up to our first break. Any questions that you have, you can reach me at uh, office, O-F-F-I-C-E, at loupadget.com, or you can either office or lou at loupadget.com. And 
I'm going to be writing uh, another little story about another, you know, uh, article about this because it is so all pervasive in almost every industry, whether it is legal, medical, Hollywood, business. If you are that, you know, the person that someone who is up above you is trying to, you know, hit on you and you're not interested, it puts you in a really untenable situation. So we're coming up to the tunes. Please stay with me. And when I come back, I'm going to have solutions and action plans for what to do if this should happen to you. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more Sex Talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. Welcome to Toginet, cutting-edge radio. With quality programming, this is Tokinet Radio. It's words you never heard. Did you hear about the hound dog that participated in a 13-mile race in Elkmont, Alabama? According to Runner's World, the two-and-a-half-year-old hound dog named Ludivine was just horb-gorbling in her backyard when she heard the runners lining up for the trackless train track half-marathon in the distance. Somehow, she found her way to the starting line and began sprinting alongside the other runners. According to Keith Henry, the winner of the race, Ludivine cut in front of him and the other runners several times. They had to be careful not to trip over the pooch. As it turned out, Ludivine crossed the finish line in seventh place with a time of one hour and 33 minutes. According to her owner, that was a pretty impressive showing for a normally scabberlatcher dog. Scabberlatcher is another word for lazy. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone. And I'm just going to fill you in on the uh, woman. Her name is Sharon Waxman, and she was the founder of uh, RAP. And she, you know, there was a, uh, Waxman wrote that she was ultimately told that Weinstein made a visit to the Times newsroom. Now, this is in 2004, uh, where he visited with people above my head to make his displeasure known. In the end, the editors decided against publishing the accusations. The story was stripped of any reference sexual favors or coercion and was buried on the inside of the culture section an obscure story about Miramax firing an Italian executive who cared Waxman recalled Waxman wrote the story about uh, today wrote the story about her failed attempt to out Weinstein in response to a sanctimonious story written by the Times columnist Jim Rutenberg on Friday praising his newspaper for taking down one of Hollywood's most powerful men when so many other media outlets ignored the rumors. Until now, 
No journalist, this is Rutenberg writing, until now, no journalistic outfit has been able or perhaps willing to nail the details and hit publish. Rutenberg, the Times media columnist, wrote. Waxman wanted to set the record straight. She writes, the Times may have been the one to finally get Weinstein, but they knew about the allegations as early as 2004 and passed on the opportunity to report the truth. The New York Times was one of those enablers, so pardon me for having a deeply ambivalent response about the current heroism of the Times, she wrote. Now, she had all of the information. She had the numbers, she had the people, she had the amounts of money, she had everything. So this is, and, and it is all pervasive. It's everywhere, people. So what if someone is sexually harassing you um, or you feel like they are? What are, you know, what are the things that you can do? First thing, let them know it's not okay. Like stop or not okay and say it. And when you are saying it, try to make sure there's another person there who hears it. That is one of the most powerful things that you can do through any of this is make sure you have a witness to what you are stating. Now, the thing, you know, if it's a work superior or it's a professor, and and that's why they have, you know, you can't date someone who is, you know, a superior at work because of this exact situation. Can I tell you how many times I've seen uh, women end up dating guys who are their boss and then guess what happens? Someone gets pregnant. Hmm, how interesting. Um, so, and, and in many cases, when someone is that superior and they do have a habit of doing this, like that professor I was talking about when I was in university, he did it all the time. And I remember saying to my boyfriend at the time, I said, what is it with Costerton that he does this? And he said, look, it is, he's successful one time out of a hundred, but that means he's successful. I said, he'll go for those odds. He said, yep, he'll go for those odds. And then on the weekend, this was the same guy who was an elder in his church and, you know, family man. I mean, it was really disgusting. Anyway, make sure that if that is, you know, whether it's a work situation or personal situation, do whatever you can do to not be alone with them, period. And, you know, I'll just use as, you know, another example. These are people who know that certain behaviors and certain actions have worked. And they've probably worked for a long time. And there are people who will say, you know, if that's a wife or a girlfriend or something, well, you know, we have an agreement, okay? But the agreement is not necessarily the person who's getting harassed. Someone may know that their partner is having, you know, an open relationship or fooling around on them. But that doesn't mean the person who's getting hit on is the one that's giving permission. Anytime there's anything about intimacy or sexuality in relationships, there has to be mutual consent. And there has to be where there is no coercion. And that's one of the big things if someone is, you know, the superior. But 
just to give another example, in Fifty Shades of Grey, there was the editor of the magazine, Jack, Jack, and when Anastasia was first there, he was very focused on going after her. Well, you know, she's with Christian, so she's not interested. She has a boyfriend. But what he did is he also used the woman who had, was working with him as someone to, you know, kind of groom her or, you know, have her know that, you know, this is something you should be doing. Well, so what does Jack try to do? And this is a classic, is keep her isolated. So have her working later when there's no one else there. And then what he also tried to do was take her on a trip to New York for business. Well, the other thing that you find out afterwards is that this particular character, what he had done with previous assistants is drugged them and filmed them doing things and was using that as a form of blackmail. Well, you know, that's not a whole lot different than what some men are doing now with revenge porn. And for some women now, they literally can't even get work because of a former partner who published their, you know, consensual at the time pictures or films onto a revenge porn site. And, you know, someone goes to search for them online and see what they're, you know, for a job and boom, the first thing that comes up is this film. So the, the thing about not being alone with them, I cannot stress that enough. And someone may try and do things of, um, I need you to come to such and such, or, you know, you need to do this, you need to bring me this. And even Jodie Foster has spoken about this happening to her when she was a young actress, when her mother, who they knew was her protector, was out of town. And the person tried to say, oh, you know, we need you to be doing this while your mother's away. And it was like, uh, no. But that's the thing. Many times people don't have someone who will stand in or stand up for them. Now, another group that people have to be aware of is the spiritual gurus who will tell you, you know, you need my information in order to, you know, uh, go to your next level. Look, we're all from the same place. We are all from the same form of consciousness. Someone over there is not going to do a better job getting, you know, you to be aware of things than you are. But what they do is they rely on people having fear or people feeling really vulnerable. When someone's coming out of a, a long-term relationship, I'll use Mel B as an example. She was coming out of, uh, she had just had um, a child. She had just gone through a very contentious uh, paternity suit with Eddie Murphy and you know, she had just given birth, and any woman knows, when you've given birth, your brain is not the same at that moment. You have so many hormones, and you're so emotional, and things, and the Stephen Belafonte stepped in, and it wasn't until, you know, 10 years after the fact that she was like, 
I have got to get away from this guy. But again, this is someone who knew to look for someone who is vulnerable. Whenever there's any form of relationship abuse or sexual abuse, it is someone feeling that they are entitled to have access to someone's body or in or their money or they will do something to completely twist someone's awareness and reality of what is going on. And the other thing, the third thing that I recommend you always do is make sure you document and do your research on are there company policies? Are there legal, you know, uh, situations here? Make sure you document, write it down, take pictures, do whatever you need to do because it's going to be a situation of they said and then they said. So you need to make sure that you have yourself, you know, covered in the event you want to go forward. Now, one of the issues that happens, and this is something that the rape in the military is, it's just so disgusting to me. And it's invariably done, higher up, chain of command, and they do it, you know, for these isolated, away from their parents, away from their family, young women who are then told they have to do it, and then they are completely silenced. And the reason I have an awareness of this is a lieutenant colonel, Good, who was the one who was first put in charge, and she was one of the first ranking officers to go after the you know, this all-pervasive, um, you know, just culture in the military and start reporting on it. And they went after her with a vengeance. And, you know, there's the same thing. I mean, it's both females and males have this happen in the military. And then when they try and report it, the superiors don't do anything about it. Same thing happens in universities. Same thing happens with professors. So the only way that things are going to happen is when there is enough of a groundswell and you have enough of the information that you can go and say, this is what happened. And and tell the person, listen, I've got it documented. This is here. Yeah. So if you get fired and move to another you know, area, you've got something to back you up. But really, the the important thing for me with most people is knowing that you do have a voice and you can and you should say no. And as loudly as you can with someone in earshot. We're coming up to our next break. And when I come back, we're going to have further conversation about the things that you can do if someone has been harassing you. Here come the tunes. Sex Talk 
with Lou on TogiNet. With your host, Lou Paget. techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. This is the TogiNet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. Scott Kelly recently broke the record for the longest consecutive time spent in space with over 300 days and counting. Astronaut Kelly says he doesn't really experience the molly grubs or depression, but is fully aware of the dangers of being in space. In other words, he understands the gravity of the situation. Speaking of gravity, in space, your arms don't hang by your side like they do here on Earth. So, astronaut Kelly says he tucks them inside his sleeping bag at night so they don't float in front of him. Hey, isn't it always night in space? He also says that he doesn't get the same satisfaction of laying down to sleep like people on Earth. At least there's no chance of Matutalipia. That's getting up on the wrong side of the bed. It's Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Um, at the top of the show, I was talking about, um, really, the issue with Harvey Weinstein and how people have known for decades and never came forward, never spoke up, and... Uh, he paid off a lot of hush money, and people are now finally, you know, he got fired by his board, and he had apparently sent off an email to uh, other very, you know, top-level CEOs on Sunday saying, please just, you know, give me another, you know, chance, second chance, and get into, you know, heavy therapy and whatever. I don't think he had any – he has absolutely, in my mind, absolutely – no, there's no way he will change this behavior. I, I, there's not, I, to me, it would be something that he will still keep doing things like this because I'm telling you right now, heavy therapy and counseling is not going to change what this man does. 
and that is something that's kind of like, here, let's do a little whitewash on it. And, you know, he's been heavy therapy and counseling. The only thing that's going to change is his attitude towards women. And that, and his attitude to having the power to be able to do what he wants, that's what has to change. So, you know, he apparently said, please give me another chance. And, you know, one big player who refused to respond positively to his email plea tells me he replied in essence, no effing chance. So here we go. What are some of the things you can do for you that so you don't put yourself in these situations? Always try to have someone around and leave a door open. I remember making this suggestion to someone when she knew that her superior was lying about the results of what the um, testing that had been done. This happened to be a biological area. And he was lying about the testing that was being done. And he was also lying uh, about what she had done. And in order to make sure that she, you know, would not be falsely accused of what he did, because he's the one who changed the numbers, she made a point of walking to his door, leaving the door open. She did not sit down. She stayed standing up, and she made sure that she stayed physically so that the, the woman who was his direct assistant could see and another woman in the office could see and could hear what she was saying and she just said let's call him Ron Ron this is what my numbers were this is what came with this and it appears to me you have changed these numbers I can show you the raw data I can show you the other things but I cannot put and sign my name off on these numbers because they are not the numbers that I got well needless to say he was furious and within, you know, she was an independent con uh, contractor, but within days he fired her. But what he didn't get was the ability to pin the lying and the false uh, reporting on her. And that's something that, you know, it, you know, the leaving the door open is always a very good negotiating skill if you know you're going into, you know, the proverbial, you know, Lion's den, as they would say. The other thing, of course, is never go to an isolated place with them. Um, in a car, in a hotel, um, and insist on being, if you're going to meet, insist on being somewhere in public. And if it ends up being a uh, hotel, meet in and always do the best that you can not to have alcohol be involved because people will often say, what's one, the, what's one of the first things they say to women who have been attacked? Were you drinking? Well, if someone had a glass of wine and somebody else had the intent of attacking women, how is she supposed to know that? But that's what often ends up coming out in um, sexual assault cases. Were you drinking? What were you wearing? Now, the other thing, that I always suggest to people is go in a group. That is truly one of the best things you can do, whether it is to a conference, whether 
And always carry your phone with you, whatever your phone is, and make sure that you have your phone with you and charged. That way, if you need to do a call, and, and if something gets really out of control and you're not feeling good about it, hit 911 on your phone. Do that. That is something that will interrupt the details of what are going on. It will have someone come on. The other person who's doing something will realize, you know, oops, jigs up. And, you know, whether it's, you know, someone who is trying to force you to do something or to remain somewhere, always be aware that people may often have ulterior motives, particularly if there's a really big span of power and influence. And sadly, what I am aware of is that when women and men, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to rope Hillary Clinton in on this one big time because she is abusive as they get and has been able to get away with it for years. And now, needless to say, it's coming out that, you know, so sad, too bad. We're on to you, darling. But it's their way of getting whatever they want, however they want it. Now, if you are having to meet with this person and it's something in a job, make sure that you have a specific meeting time. Set your alarm on your phone. And then that way, when you are somewhere, your alarm's going to go off and then you can say, oh, I, you know, I have a, you know, uh, important um, doctor's call that I have to make. I have to get a hold of my chiropractor or whomever it is. Uh, this is the time when I have a, you know, uh, I'm paying for a consultation. One thing that you need to really be aware of is the more times you can put something in there that is an interrupter, the easier it's going to be. You're not going to be easy prey, okay? Period. And you have to let people know that, and, and it's kind of sad in a way that, you know, you have to do that because what will also happen is these people will groom someone. They will make it seem like they're their very good friend and I'm really interested. That's usually what happens, with, particularly with religious guru types. They will be, oh, you are so special. I see something about you and you know, you are, you know, the person, and, and again, what's one of the most seductive forms of behavior? Giving someone attention. And when someone who has a lot of power is doing that, it can be, you know, very heady. It can be very like, wow, they, you know, I'm, this person's really interested in me. Well, yeah, until, you know, they go on to the next one. So, for, you know, to just go over, again, what I would recommend, you know, Harvey Weinstein, not alone. He just got happened to, he just happened to have been outed on a really big stage because he has, there are a lot of people who don't like him. And finally, finally I mean, he, as a matter of fact, they put in a new uh, form of being able to advertise and promote and support your films coming up to Oscar time. 
because of how outrageous he was when he was promoting some of his films, including, you know, Goodwill Hunting. And they, so they put in a new, uh, I guess, you know, legislation or whatever for uh, promoting your films around Oscar time because he was so over the top with paying for ads and other things and, you know, courting the press. But let's, let's close. I mean, we're coming up to our, our third break here. But honestly, there are people like this in every industry, sadly. And they are... But one of the things I think that is kind of a giggle is that they are in every industry. But now every person is their own little, you know, reporter, their own little eye reporter. So them doing whatever they're doing is eventually someone is going to put it together. And the moment someone does it on their Twitter page, guess what? Everyone else is going to know it. So, you know, the him doing what he did I would like to hope that it will have others who are doing this put it back in their pants and have, as my sister would call it, some shrink dink because that's what they need. They do not. I mean, they, I mean, I've had men who are super, super powerful try and pull things, and it was like, no, not happening. And, and the main reason was it didn't make me feel good. Look. If it's consensual and it feels good, hey, if you're an adult, it's up to you. But if it is because you are being coerced into it and someone is saying you have to do it, not a good plan. Not a good plan. And the personal side of things, you need to be able to go to sleep at night and feel good about yourself and not feel dirty and tarnished. And that's one of the things. Many times people say, what did I do? Well, you didn't do anything. They did. So we're coming up to our third break. When I come back, I will complete with some more things that you can do and get you better prepared and anybody else that you know. So just be, just be on your toes. Keep yourself as aware as you possibly can and keep your drink covered if you're out somewhere. There's one of the things about those drugs is they're out of your system before they can even test for it. Okay, here come the tunes. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with your host, Lou Padgett. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more Sex Talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. Network presents the Diva Download with Tracy and Tasha. If you think Diva is all about attitude and drama, think again. The Diva Download is the premier online radio program where girls of all ages, shapes, sizes, and colors get together to redefine what it means to be a diva so that all girls can discover their inner diva and develop a healthy sense of self-worth and self-esteem. Being a true diva means you're diverse. 
Diva's involved, value-driven, and active. That's today's Diva. If you want to celebrate the girl in your life through education, encouragement, empowerment, and entertainment, join us every week on Tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and celebrate the essence of being a girl only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Prevention Magazine claims potatoes have been given a bad rap among dieters. They say it's because people tend to consume them in the form of greasy french fries, chips, and buttery mashed potatoes. But potatoes really are a nutritious food when they're prepared the right way. One medium potato has about 150 calories and 5 grams of fiber. It also packs nearly 20% of your daily quota for heart-healthy potassium. So bake, roast, steam, or boil potatoes, and don't lather them up with butter and excessive sour cream or mayonnaise. Skip the fried versions of potato chips and fries. For an even healthier version, choose sweet potatoes that are rich in vitamin A. Not only do they taste delicious, they can also help lower blood pressure naturally. I'm Annette Hammond. If you're a fan of Fitness Minute, like us on Facebook at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. And, you know, one of the things that I find always so amazing when, you know, a man has done things to a whole range of different women, and then he asks other men to support him and say, you know, my boy's going to fire me. Please write me a letter, you know, supporting me doing this. Does it not dawn on this complete idiot that these men have wives, daughters, sisters? At what point are his neurons not firing at the same time? That is idiocy. They know exactly what he's like. And look, I mean, a predator's a predator, and that's what he did. It was... Let me go after someone who is and uh, would never find me attractive and was and he was predacious to women who he could influence things. Not good. Sorry. No way. Anyway, here's another thing that you can do for yourself. And I recommend this at any time when it just keeps things cleaner. And I I came up with the idea of this when a friend of mine who was dealing with, he felt his doctor was not listening to him. And I said, Daniel, what are you going in for? And he said, well, you know, I think there might be something wrong with my prostate, and I want to make sure that everything's okay. But he, he just seems to sort of like brush things up. I said, okay. I said, any cardiac stuff? And he said, well, you know, like that could be a concern. I said, okay, here's what you do. You go into... His, that appointment with him, and, you know, this was before everyone had uh, a phone that they could record the conversation with, and I said, you go in, 
And when the doctor is speaking, take out a pad of paper and say, you know what, let me write down what you're telling me because I want to make sure that, you know, when I'm out of here, because, you know, sometimes there's many things going on in my head and I want to make sure I know exactly what you said. So if this is the case, you can say to someone, you know, I, I want to make sure I'm clear about what you've asked me to do. Um, so may I record it? Let me tell you, they're not going to ask you what they might have been asking you. And if they do, you've got it. It's right there. Now, the other thing to always ask is, may I record it? Not can I. May I record it? May is a permission word, which they'll hear it a little differently. And, you know, the other thing, if there's tweets or emails or whatever it may be, screen save those puppies, okay? You need to be able to show the behavior pattern and that now everything, you know, things do not exist in vacuums. That's for sure. But you have to be really clear that if someone has said, listen, I want you to come and give me a massage, unless you're a masseuse, that's probably not in your job description, right? Um, I need you to come over and, you know, sit with me while I have some drinks. But you're not the shrink and you may not be, you know, girlfriend, boyfriend. You know, unless it is within a professional job description, don't do it. And that's why so many times things, you know, cross the line when it comes to working with assistants. And I see, I, I've watched many people who have had real problems with people they've worked with who they were an assistant for because people who are really busy in this town have assistants. And, you know, they'll get, they'll get asked to do things that are just ridiculous. <laughs> I, it struck me as so odd when I, I worked at 20th Century Fox, and it struck me as so odd that here were all of these assistants to these film executives. And the assistants had more education and more Ivy League education than their bosses did. And the bosses, I mean, the ill treatment in the entertainment industry is just shocking how people will treat someone you know who they think I can get away with this so I'm glad to a certain extent that the Weinstein thing came forward and he's trying to say that some of these things are false I would probably venture that there's probably a whole lot more where people are not going to come forward because they're ashamed and that happens many times where uh, someone is silenced because they don't want to have people ask about it. They don't want people to think, you know, uh, you were such an idiot. And when in all actuality, they were just doing a job. And all of a sudden, you know, Ashley Judd is there and he says, I want you to watch me while I'm in the shower. Are you kidding me? Really? But that is, that's a mindset. Let me tell you. That's a mindset. So let me just go back and go over this, you know, things to do that should you ever be in this situation, I want you to be able to take care of yourself or to be able to tell someone else what to do. First things first, let them know it's not okay. Um, 
you have a partner, you are this. One woman who was talking about a, a court case coming forward about a guy who was saying um, she, uh, he was really interested in her and she was kind of like this, well, at what point do I tell him I'm a lesbian? And he still wouldn't listen, but the judge did, <laughs> needless to say. But, and if it is a work situation or a professor or, you know, something, the biggest thing you can do is keep yourself separated from them. That, that way is just the fewer opportunities there are, the better off you're going to be. Don't, you know, the trips, um, the, make sure that if you are there, that it, doors are left open. You do not go to hotel rooms, you know, together. That is as bad as, you know, someone who would abduct someone. First thing they do is they drive them away from where they abducted them from. Get them away from where other people are around. And if it means, you know, that this person, you end up losing a job because of it, then there's other things that one can do after the fact, right? You can then say, listen, I was being harassed and I told him to stop and I got fired. Um, big thing to do is if someone tries to use fear on you, like a spiritual guru, mm, hit the delete button quickly. You do not. Someone who, who tries to tell you they're the only person who knows how to have you have, you know, redemption or whatever it is, don't buy it. Don't buy what they're selling. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I said before, always try and have someone else around with you. That is one of your best things. That and the other thing that people do, you know, have someone show up where you are, if that's possible. Have someone who is, you know, comes through and goes, oh, my goodness me, I can't believe you're here. What a coincidence. That way, they and they can say, hey, well, I'll wait until you're done. The other thing you can do is set a time for the meeting. I, you know, there's a meeting time. It has to be, I'm, I'm out of here in, you know, 15 minutes and, and leave with, you know, leave within five minutes. Now, if someone says, I need you to bring something back up for me, what you can do if it's at a hotel, take it to concierge or take it to room service and say, um, afterwards, you've got an emergency phone call. You had to leave. So you had housekeeping or you had the concierge bring it up to them. That way, you do not have to be alone in a hallway with someone who might try and do something. Um, record things. Always try and record what you are being asked to do, whether it's with your phone, whether it is, and let them know you're recording it. Say, look, you know, by the way, um, I want to make sure I get everything down here. So, um, uh, let me just make sure that you tell me exactly what you want and I'll record it. That way when I'm, you know, doing this, I'll be, you know, 100% sure that I'm doing it correctly. Make sure that you save tweets and, you know, screen save things. Those are your protection because if they know that you have done that, they also know that other people will be seeing them. And which is one of the reasons I tell people 
whatever you do, stop documenting having sex with someone on your phone with someone else. Do you know how easy it is for an app company to get your personal adult stuff off of your phone and off of your computer? That's what people don't realize. The one, and one of the worst, by the way, for getting all of your information off your phone are the flashlight apps. They are one of the most insidious. And it was a gentleman who had a, he runs a company for uh, computer security and hacking. And he said the thing that shocked him was how many of the flashlight apps have complete and total access to all of your contacts, your photos, documentation, everything. So today hasn't been exactly, you know, an upper but what I want people to know is that, yes, this does happen. Yes, people do try and take advantage of other people uh, sexually and, and from an intimate standpoint. But if you have enough of your own confidence and wherewithal, it won't happen to you. They may try it, but they're always looking for a slightly more vulnerable person to go after. And if you're not vulnerable, you're going to be okay. It's like walking down the street with earbuds in. Don't do that either. That's like asking for trouble. So we are having a great um, have a wonderful week. Take care and be safe, okay? And take care of you especially. Bye for now. Here come the tunes. for being a part of Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with host Lou Paget. Every week, this will be your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Join Lou Paget 